All right, we are live for the first edition of the Mike and Mario show for 2023. Uh, excited to be back. It's been a while, but uh, nevertheless, here we are. Lots of things to touch on. But uh, before we move forward, Mario, happy new year. And uh, how's things on your end, my friend? Happy to uh, happy new year to you, as well, Mike. And uh, things are well here. And uh, hopefully everything's well on your end as well. Yes, yes, everything is well, man. Excited, five, six days into it, and um, lots of things to talk about, man. We have economic indicators out now, and I'm more optimistic about the trajectory of precious metals this year than ever before. Uh, we got the crypto crackdown, and we got CBDC noise. We have uh, you, you name it. So lots of things to cover, and I guess it's Friday, so let's just talk about some of the primary um, uh, figures that were given, showing more of how the global economy or economy here in the eastern or western hemisphere is contracting severely but then again the fed is posturing as if they're big and bad and going to stick to their guns so who will give first you know the economy or the fed <laughs> just to get things started off, who do you what you thinking well i i uh, spoke about alan greenspan he he made a few comments uh this week uh at a fund management company where he's an advisor uh and he said that the fed is going to stay pretty uh, hawkish and tightened uh, and uh, that basically the Fed wants a recession and the, unless there's a, a huge accident financial uh, crisis in the markets, some kind of uh, trouble, uh, they, they're not going to pivot or, or loosen monetary policy. And uh, even though, like you said, we're seeing weakening uh, PMI data in the US, we saw the Canadian PMI today it crashed from like 51 to 34 uh which is huge so uh, i think um yeah it's all upside down because if an, if uh the economy is doing well mm -hmm. in a in a world of sound money for example if we have plenty of jobs uh people working you know people, people uh, the you know unemployment low that should be a good thing but yeah. uh, unfortunately in this upside down world of funny money uh, we have a what happens is they create all this funny money out of thin air they create jobs that are really not sustainable that uh, inflate things it's not really based on anything real yeah. and then you get the rising prices and they have to pull the plug yeah. all it does is hurt a lot of people who who uh have to get a job and they don't know what's going on for example they're not aware of how the system works and yeah. even small businesses you know they 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 put a lot of money to work and like uh, hire people and then the fed pulls the plug and that's why i think the fed should uh, be banished in all central banks because yeah. they interfere in the natural flow of, of things in the economy yeah, I do agree. And so just uh, let's look at some figures real quick and then we'll get into uh, the Meadows activity, then just move right along. And so, yeah, uh, once again, I, I never take I can never get these these figures. We're giving much credit just because in the midst of a dying economy, they always want to make things look better than what it really is. So here we got the nine farms, 223 uh, expected was, I guess, 200K. So once again, as I mentioned before, Peter Schiff mentioned that, you know, that looks good numerically speaking but yet it's just more so people having second and third jobs and yeah as you, mentioned, you know not earning as much as well yeah. so the other thing about the non-farm payroll it's done through a survey of uh, a tiny percentage of all the companies in the country yeah so in 18 months time that will probably re be revised down most probably we saw last month the philadelphia fed mm -hmm. they 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 went through the numbers for all the states uh, for the second quarter in the U.S., and they said that the the BLS overestimated non-farm payroll by a million, which basically yeah. means that we were in a recession in Q2. Of course, the Biden administration came out and had a go at the Philadelphia Fed, saying that but, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to wait till 2024 to find out what the Q2 2022 number was. So yeah, and, 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 and yeah. <laughs> No, no. And, and by that time, you know, the economy will be in much worse shape than it is now. And so here is just some other figures uh, that you kind of hinted at. Um, the PMI, 49.6, well beneath that 55, but a 50-ish. And then we got, as you said, Canada here, 33.4. Like, I mean, like look at that. That was expected at 51. And the <sighs> thing is, uh, above 
50 means that uh, the sector, mm -hmm. you know, the purchasing managers for the manufacturing and in, in, in Canada, I assume it's like manufacturing and uh, services all put together. Yeah. What they're saying that less than half of them uh, are, are seeing things improve. Mm -hmm. So when we drop below 50, it usually means we're in a recession. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, move along right away. So for those who are tuned in, uh, welcome to the live stream. Uh, feel free to throw thoughts, ideas, suggestions out there. We'll try to jump on a little bit of everything here. We have maybe five or six different topics here with some headlines. So uh, just to keep things more, I'll move on. I want to share with you just a zero hedge. Uh, just shines more light on uh, some of those figures with some graphs that uh, really should make you think. And then there's one thing that stood out to me here, but it says, uh, I, ISM service slumps uh, to contraction factory orders plunge most since that event that took place a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> say that again. I like the way you said that event. <laughs> yeah, that event, just because, I mean, just things aren't too funny these days. Um, but here's just a little, some visual aids here, highlight more of the things we're talking about, uh, the downward trajectory. And uh, let me see here. Keep moving, man. Uh, the thing is, well, you know, uh, Canada and the United States, uh, you know, they're each other's, I think, biggest trading partners. Yeah. So if Canada is like going down the tubes, it's economy, it means the U.S. is uh, not not buying as much from them and vice versa, I would say. Yeah. Here is a uh, a tweet included in that that I thought was very interesting. It says the Fed is usually in easing mode when both ISM services and manufacturing or new orders are below 50. It says we're now there. So uh, first time where, you know, the Fed has not necessarily decided to admit that it's time to uh, back down. So we'll see how this how this goes, man. Um, well, what else? Go ahead. You have thoughts? Bram Bernanke, uh, he, his uh, academic life was mostly dedicated to showing how the Fed uh, kept uh, policy too tight in the early 30s after the stock market crash and how it caused, he, he says that that's what caused the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why he was trying to justify that they had to keep doing, you know, do QE. That was his big thing. We will never let uh, deflation take place. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying we're going to. I think we already have deflation right now. If you look at deflation as the drop in the money supply, M2 yeah. actually has been dropping since March. So uh, it's not out of the realms of possibility that we could have a deflationary collapse if the Fed keeps things too tight. But the yeah. thing is, in the 30s, we had sound money. We had a gold standard. We had silver now we don't. So we could have a, a Great Depression with rising uh, prices of all the basic necessities, uh, which is uh, much worse, I would say, because and that's why it's so important to have gold and silver. And people think, oh, in a deflation depression, gold and silver will go down. No, they will be uh, the only thing that will uh, give you some value. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what having money in the early 30s or mid 30s it was like having gold and silver and people who did have money they did very well because uh, a lot of people don't realize in the great depression people didn't just lose money in the stock market they lost money by keeping it in the banks because yeah. a lot of the banks collapse so i think the fed is in danger of uh if they don't watch it they could very well tip everything into a, a, a huge collapse um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. And then just to piggyback on that, as you were talking, a graph came to mind that I just came across from the confounded interest uh, to kind of highlight some of the things you're talking about here. But uh, here's three uh, downward trajectory measurements that he highlighted here uh, in reference to the job numbers and hourly earnings. So it says here we have USM2 year over year. And I even saw an article, uh, I think it was earlier this week, talking about for the first time in however long. Uh, the M2 has turned negative um, in reference to the recent uh, spike or whatnot. And so here we just have some figures here of everything trending downward. So we got the M2 year over year trending downward. We got the headline inflation year over year trending downward as well as hourly uh, earnings. So uh, this to me already signals that uh, you know, recession is not even a question. It's more so when we get beyond that point or get into some deeper, what will be the narrative then? 
Like, you know, will they admit that, okay, things are not looking good. We need to now step in or what? So I think it's all of that, that fake posturing that they're trying to put out there, man. But yeah, evidence is there, man. There's no hiding it. And people are starting to feel the pinch. Uh, I, all think, right. uh, I think the Fed made a huge mistake, of course, not just the Fed, but the Bank of England, the ECB, in doing that massive QE in 2020, 21, mm-hmm. uh, and cutting rates to zero. And then they kept things, uh, rates low and uh, the balance sheet too high and kept for too long. And now they're trying to comp- overcompensate for it. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, do you think, I mean, uh, I, you know, mistake or a reactive response to September with the repo situation referring to the banks having problems. And of course the banks matter more than your average, you know, Joe in reference to the monetary system. (laughs) That's what Greenspan said this week. He said uh, the Fed wants a recession, which basically means the Fed wants people to lose their jobs because Mm -hmm. they're doing too well. And, uh, but he said the only time the Fed will pivot and, loosen is when wall street is in trouble he didn't say wall street he said the financial system but the the financial system is basically wall street and like you said 20 september 2019 and the repo crisis yeah that crisis uh culminated in 2020 we were told that because it was the uh, because of that event in 2020 uh, that disease but it was i would say that was more of a cover and an excuse for them to do that massive QE because yeah. if it, they had bailed out uh, Wall Street again like they did no way, mm-hmm. I think there people would there would have been uh, a lot of anger. Yeah. So what's the best way to bail them out? Uh, well, you lock everyone in <laughs> in their homes. Uh, that also, I would would have said, uh, yeah, that also stops them from spending. But they miscalculated, I think, because when they reopened, everyone started spending again and all that cash was there and it created uh, the rising prices, not inflation. The inflation was created by the Fed and the government. People need to remember that uh, yeah. we didn't create the inflation is the uh, the banks and the government. Yeah. And, and now as a result, let me uh, share with this. Which is so, so now as a result, here's the reverse repo chart. And uh, just look at this anomaly to the right of the screen that is beyond comprehension. And so at this current moment, it's continued to trend upward as a result of all that uh, excess liquidity. Now, you know, and moving forward this year is, is the goal to make sure that this remains contained or because they're talking about, you know, I think I shared a graph with you about, uh, the Fed balance sheet was $95 billion per month. And so far, we're half, maybe $44 billion through. But then again, like, does those things really actually matter at this moment, given all the other events in the mainstream economy, in your opinion? If you look at the Fed's balance sheet going back, I don't know, 30 years, mm-hmm. and you will see, like, in they started uh, tapering or doing, not tapering, but doing QT, yeah. 2018, 2017. And it was very like smooth mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's the same thing now. It's very smooth. But then all of a sudden they had that repo crisis and they had to turn around and uh, do QE again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that reverse repo, what it tells me is that there is no problem for fundings and for repos for mm-hmm. the banks because <laughs> the Fed learned the lesson maybe of 2019. Yeah. But, uh, Zoltan from uh, Credit Suisse, he said, yeah, there's no problem with the repo and like funding with the banks. And but the problem now is the commodities, he, he says, because you have the BRICS who control a lot of the commodities. And uh, you probably saw, uh, I think, beginning of December, uh, the Saudis and the Gulf, the, the Gulf countries, they made a, the petrol yuan deal with the Chinese. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the problem might come from 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 somewhere else this time not in the repo market yeah so we'll have to wait and see but in the meantime um you know speaking of precious metals man i i think like that this is going to be the year that uh we see some real fireworks and so i saw a uh article headline you know robert kiyosaki once again he's another you know outspoken individual but he was you know a lot of people throwing out some real some real high figures 
And I'm assuming that's all subject on things breaking or them losing control of the methods in which they uh, are able to squash the price down. And so uh, I want to touch on uh, just the LME situation from last year with the nickel, nickel situation. And so here's that uh, article I shared with you about the, the chairwoman or chairman, you know, stepping down. Um, and so that's, I think, something that will probably fly under the radar, but uh, they have that lawsuit. Uh, 400, and let me get this figure out here. London Metals Exchange sued for $456 million over canceled trades. And on top of that, we have, uh, as you also pointed out, LME well, and out of gear. Yeah. If you go back to the the legal case there. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the uh, Elliott management, <laughs> I, I think the guy in charge there is Paul Singer. Mm-hmm. And very litigious. <laughs> a few years ago, he sued the Argentine government for defaulting on their debt. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, it's funny because the London Metal Exchange is just an exchange for base metals, yeah. not for gold and silver. Yeah, a lot of people get those confused. Uh, there's no, there used to be a, a futures contract for gold on the LME, but LME is basically base metals, and it's actually owned uh, by a Hong Kong. Uh, company and, mm-hmm. and the people that the company the big company they bailed out was a chinese company by canceling these trades i, I think the lme uh, doesn't is not gonna you know it's over 100 years old but uh, its reputation has been shot right so as a result you don't see this you, you don't see lme having more issues further this year being a situation that could trickle into the other exchanges in reference well, to I, I do. mimic gold and silver. Well, I, I do. I, I sent you that article that says that LME stocks are at 25-year lows. So yeah. I, I think the problems are, are still there. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, gold and silver as well. We're seeing the, um, I think, the supply of silver overall stocks in the, L, in the COMEX. They had been rising a little bit recently, mm-hmm. but they've dropped the other day. Yeah, LME, you see, they, they, their stock buy was still very low. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is going to happen to gold and silver, even though they're not. Gold and silver are traded uh, on the COMEX right. and also the uh, the physical market or paper mm-hmm. market as well. Physical and paper, LBMA, yeah. is like a, an over-the-counter market in London. So, yeah, there could be trouble. And uh yeah. And then also factor in this past year, we were introduced to, I think, three new markets with the Moscow, you know, metals situation, the Indian, as well as the, uh, as you were hinting at a meeting, or the Saudi Arabia and uh, uh, China, Chinese, you know, trying to do uh, exchanges on the Shanghai exchange. So uh, it's going to be some real fireworks this year, man. Uh, But in the meantime, amongst all the uh, government debacle issues in the U.K., uh, you know, it's outright. You got your central bank admitted months past about recession, and it looks like you know things are trending further or deeper in that direction. And so, give us give us some of the some of the updates of what's happening in the UK. Because a lot of people feel the UK is going to lead the way or leading the way rather. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll probably be, we are probably in the recession. Uh, I mean, one thing that uh, is going on is that uh, we're supposed to now be uh, fiscally responsible, that inflation is going to come down. But uh, I see that uh, we continue to spend and bail people out. Yeah. For example, there's a story here uh, that I don't know if you've got it. I sent to you about the fact that uh, Sunak, the prime minister, is going mm-hmm. to unveil a new energy support scheme for UK businesses because it was going to expire now in March, but he's going to uh, roll it on, roll it over for another year. So uh, he's going to support all companies in the UK. Uh, so he's supporting all, all households in the UK till 2024. Mm-hmm. That's going to basically, uh, that's deficit spending. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that's going on right now is a lot of, we're getting a lot of strikes, not just into December, but yeah. it's going over to, to, uh, to this, uh, January and uh, the NHS as well, the National Health Service, that's in a dire, dire situation. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and the strikes, they're a symptom of the fact that the uh, currency 
is becoming worth less and less yeah. and that people's wages don't cover uh, don't cover this and that, that they're struggling to survive because why would they want to disrupt everything and uh, go on strike? I, I mean, I wouldn't want to do that if mm -hmm. I was if I was earning a, a, a wage that was fair and kept its value. But uh, in, that's what inflation does. When, yeah. when you have the government and the central bank printing money and uh, deficit spending, the currency loses value. Yeah. And, and also, I think that it appears to me that uh, the UK wants to, I guess, lead the way in reference to that whole uh, digital pound. And so I see they're doing, they asked some questions. I mean, so I also see the, the PBOC article you sent as well, where, you know, even though they put the technology out there and it's available, people aren't really taking to it as fast. But I think also that has a lot to do with the economy is not completely deteriorated to where, you know, it's still an option. And I'd imagine if things get to the point where they for probably see it going to where it actually, actually, actually will end up, people will use it by default just on some out of sheer desperation. And that's why I think they want to have everything set out and ready to, ready to roll in case. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think it, hopefully there's resistance to it, ultimately speaking. I would say, you know, uh, that uh, I went to the bank, actually, to my uh, branch of my bank, uh, I think back in November. And I had a word with the ladies that worked there about digital currencies. They said, you know, they work for a big bank and they said, not really. We're not really. Uh, they, they said cash is still going to be around. So if you talk to people in the street or friends, no one knows about yeah. digital currencies. I, I think they wish that uh, they could bring it on. I'm not sure if uh, if it's going to succeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, if there were to be a huge crisis, and I think already we are in a crisis already. Everything mm -hmm. is disrupted. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, have, a, a, you know, uh, put, it doesn't mean we should put our guards down, but yeah. uh, we also see you sent me that article that the the Fed is working hard on on a digital a Fed coin or currency, and yeah. it's weird because there are some people out there who think uh, the Federal Reserve is fighting uh, fighting the World Economic Forum. But if they were fighting the World Economic Forum, why would they be trying to bring in a digital currency? Yeah. And, I, and that's where, like, I, if you read through the World Economic Forum's, you know, some of their panels as well as their website, you'll see that uh, they are in complete uh, agreement with the rollout of centrally controlled currencies beyond what we have now. And so I just think that this year, uh, and I showed this article here, uh, and I kind of anticipate this beforehand, that FTX, as well as all the other crypto exchanges that were unregulated, because there's no clear clarity as to how this asset class will be treated. I think it was all a part of the plan and FTX, you know, going belly ups now, SBF, you know, you see an article about uh, him visiting the white house or, or connecting with some of the white house officials or whatnot. And I think this is going to be used as a reason why, you know, they need to protect us from um, a, a unregulated un, and, and even in the ECB, let me sh uh, share this with you here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, and even the ECB, they're talking about needing to protect uh the consumers from <laughs> cryptocurrency so here just uh from it yeah know, they said it's like a, there's no backing it's like a casino right a bit like their government bonds you know their currencies are on the back. <laughs> that was one of the things that caught by it too so here it says crypto regulation and taxation won't be enough to build solid foundations for digital finance we need a risk-free digital settlement assets that's why the ecb and central banks around the world are working on both retail and wholesale central bank digital currencies uh, mm. yeah unbacked i'm thinking like uh, unbacked huh it almost uh seems like uh the all the crypto and the bitcoin thing was created by the central bankers uh, to create problems and then mm -hmm. bring in a solution. It was sold to be uh, decentralized. It was like it's sold to be disruptive. Yeah, disruptive and and everything. And uh, it came out just after the away crisis when mm -hmm. people woke up and started questioning uh, the fiat currency system and right. and wanted to bring back you know look, started looking at gold and silver. Mm -hmm. uh, so. You know, and and I started looking into crypto in like 2012, and I thought this is really interesting because it sounded really good. Yeah. But the more and more uh, 
I think about it, and the more and more it evolves, it seems like uh, the other structure. Yeah, and the other thing that's happened, the the central banks haven't really had to build the infrastructure. It's been done by all the uh, coders or programmers out there right. in the last fourteen years. Right. And uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Right. I, I, and I, I've always I've always been skeptical in reference to that point. And is it being a perfect digital distraction just because it's 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 knocked out, you know, gold and silver from a majority of the younger population's mindset because they never knew what money was in the first place. But now all of a sudden, you know, the entire infrastructure for CBDCs is being promoted and pushed behind right. the scenes waiting on that perfect event. So, yeah, because and, I don't see any reason. I, I think the, our banking system, at least here in the UK, works really well without yeah. these we already have a digital uh financial system correct i i can send money like instantaneously to some people you know and uh or you can send it over a day or two but it's mm -hmm. very efficient so this is just an excuse and maybe also uh yeah it's their way of saying oh we need a new system because they know this current dollar system is going to collapse mm -hmm. but i don't think it will work because it's not going to be backed by anything all right i hope it, i hope i hope that is the case uh let's acknowledge chris it says happy new year rtd when cbdc's are issued will hyperinflation eventually ensue <laughs> I, I think cbdc's are designed to uh prevent just because they'll be able to at the click of a button remove and put a time limit on currency uh, in real time, so therefore they're going to try to control the elasticity of currency uh, that's uh, available for the retail. So we'll see, but I, I, I don't think I think we'll have a lot more, a lot, lot, a lot greater problems beyond just the uh, financial sector if it gets to that point. So that's my well, two cents. Someone sent me, uh, I think, something a paper uh, from the BIS actually, or mm -hmm. a video by is a Korean guy that works for them. The Bank for International Settlements, and he was talking about Fed coin and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would, in the beginning, it would run parallel to the Federal Reserve note. Mm -hmm. So whether it would create hyperinflation, I don't know. Uh, it would, I guess, if they have to uh, do QE or cut rates mm -hmm. uh, and uh, use CBDCs or Federal Reserve notes. I think they'll go, they'll run side by side it's a little bit to like the early 1900s i think right. people were using more and more uh banknotes mm -hmm. but they're still using gold and silver gold, coin yeah. right and eventually they i guess the the 1929 crash and then the when the banks failed in 33 they used that as an excuse to take the gold out of the system yeah so that that might be something that they will do now take uh, the cash out of the system physical cash if there's a collapse and then bring in the cbdc's and and they they had to uh re revalue the price of gold higher in 34 so like you could be right about inflating the system away yeah so speaking of which uh having a variety of currencies running in tandem all trickle uh, with events with individual events bringing or pulling certain currencies out of circulation uh i use a visual aid that i've put together just talking about the changing forms of america's money and how you know if you're going back you know, on back paper back paper gold and silver and just you know trending steadily throughout the decades you know when the introduction of electric electronic currency it was still uh, on back paper out there and then now we're in a point where we're, we're overwhelmingly in electronic currency now they're rebranded to digital dollars or whatever and the physical is also being pushed out bit by bit so it's been an ongoing situation in the currency game period so and we've gone from a, a world of uh, where money was something uh solid valuable as a commodity to yeah. where it's really i owe you nothings as uh john exter who was actually a central banker said uh, after 1971, he said, well, the dollars, I owe you nothings. I think what they want now is to have total control over how you transact in the digital world. Correct. And they're going to invade your privacy and gonna, uh, they're going to be able to tax you. you. You might not have to 
uh, declare your taxes. They'll just take it because they'll track everything you do. Right. And that's right. really bad. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that goes into, you know, having from permissionless with the ability to exchange cash outside of their eyes. Like, you know, what was it? The uh, what's the the, the the Mexican BIS guy, you know, the fat bastard. I can't think of his name, but how he was saying with a hundred dollar bill. Parsons. Yeah, with a hundred dollar bill, they can't see they can't see and, and determine where that goes. So slowly but surely move from permissionless to per emit permissioned economy where they control and track everything, man. It's inevitable. That's the way they want it to flow. So uh all right, we'll wait 30 minutes. Wanna get some questions in? Uh also we, we gotta look at the medals, man. Uh we have to look at the medals just because I think uh, this year will be a very uh crucial year. And so here we have just today's activity in USD terms. But I was looking at uh, the last, was it, I think last three months in particular. And this goes back six months here with with uh, when gold bottomed out below 1650. And now it's been trending upward. And, of course, we've been getting more news about uh, central banks. Uh, let me share this article with you real quick. Uh, central bank gold purchase highest in more than half a century. So. They all are aware of what's going on out here, man. Scroll up, back up. What's this website? This is World Social's website. <laughs> World Social. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Bro, are you a socialist, Mike? No, I just uh, uh, was going through for gold purchases, and it came up, so I clicked on it. <laughs> but no, yeah, and gold—it's uh, uh, started the year well, not just in dollars, but also in. All other currencies, like in pounds, we're near yeah. the all-time high in pounds and the in the euro. Uh, do I am I expecting fireworks for gold? Uh, there could be, but that's not the reason why I have gold and silver. Right. I think it's more long term. Uh, I know that over the long term, the the people who manage our currencies, uh, the bankers and the politicians. They'll they're like uh, incompetent. So yeah. currencies are going to continue to uh, be debauched. And uh, <laughs> the flip side of that is that gold and silver, they're not going to do well or anything, but they're just going to look better. That's what mm -hmm. what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they might uh, at some point really give you an extra edge because everyone might just realize a lot of people might realize oh we need to get get in and maybe that's when you do exchange some of your gold and silver for some assets that you think are undervalued yeah uh because there's going to be a fire sale pretty soon uh, all right so let's, let's get to some questions man uh feel free in the chat to uh either yeah. bring to our attention some stuff or ask a question go ahead would you see something uh, they, someone said the low low blood pressure is not here tonight. I, I don't. I see LBP. I see low blood oh, pressure out there. Okay. Uh, I see him out there. Let me see. Is it, any I'm questions? Uh, Here's right. one. Uh, if you both could go back in time in the U.S. and U.K., when and what would you change to make things better now? <laughs> um, I, I'll I'll go for the U.K. <laughs> go uh, ahead. I'd go back to um, 1694. <laughs> and mm. then and then uh stop the bank of england from being created there you go okay yeah so i would definitely you know go back in time and do something with the central banking concept just because the money changers or the the trust and all those oligarchy families hijacked um our money for sure but then again um yeah, I, I'll probably I would deal with a lot of other societal issues. Well, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of things as well. We could go back to uh, 1914 to Sarajevo and stop that uh, archduke from being uh, assassinated, and then World War One wouldn't have started. Mm -hmm. But maybe it would have started no matter what. So yeah. it's difficult question, yeah. but I think that would have been. I think World War One is like a is a big part of what's happening now we have constant mm -hmm. wars still mm -hmm. a lot of inflation because prior to world war one uh when you had wars yes uh, a lot of the governments went off uh gold and mm -hmm. started printing but after the war they'd go back right. but 
we we don't seem to have gone back. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. we just stayed on the fiat. Right, and clearly that was intentional. You know, each each major historical event usually leads to some type of shift in monetary as well as geopolitical events. So, uh, what else we got out here? Uh, don't change the past, Mike and Mario. Is McCarthy, is McCarthy <laughs> yeah. getting elected today? I don't know, Mike. You you probably know better than I do about McCarthy. Uh, good. I mean, other, other than knowing that they're on their what six or seven or eighth vote, and so I, I personally haven't dived too deep. Eleven already on both. Eleven. So that's the thing. Like, and so my I, I don't know the political game as well, but I'm wondering at what point, how many votes before, you know, is that you, you give up or you move on or. I wonder what the next steps are. That's what I have to probably have to find out because I saw yesterday uh, somebody put a vote out for Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, it was a, a representative from Florida. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, is that is that a is that yeah, they, they could, that uh, kiss butt move? What the Speaker of the House apparently doesn't have to be an elected representative. Yeah. So you could go up there and say Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Okay, what else we got here? Maybe four. So yeah, people throwing out a lot of time frames, and so Rolf said <laughs> 1619 with black slavery. Yeah, that, those are some of the issues as well. But like, how did you how do you change that? Well, that would be yeah. my thing. Like as well, an individual, how would I change that? The other thing as well, though, people don't realize. Yes, there was black slavery, but there is also uh, the indent indentured, indentured servitude. Yeah, and there are a lot. A lot of them were like poor uh, Irishmen and Scotsmen. Mm-hmm. that were they were like almost like slaves they they could work their way out of it mm-hmm. uh let me see Richard's work says do you believe we are at a point at which uh preserving your wealth should be de- dominated in resources that keep you that keep you become self-sufficient what good is money if laws enforce you to spend it hmm preserving your personal power resources that help you be self-sufficient yes and so that goes beyond just you know metals of course i mean it's being self-sufficient required you know food supplying your own food and everything in between so um having all those things covered would definitely go a long way in this uh transition i think well i think you know they're going to keep the currencies going mm-hmm. uh is what he means by when the money's bad or whatever yeah but uh having hard assets uh yeah is the way forward because even in countries where <laughs> like zimbabwe uh, venezuela brazil argentina even when things are bad you have to have some kind of currency yeah. uh, the trick is uh to have you know to use that currency for day to day but have your assets denominated in the assets that are going to hold their value or go up in value and then you have to exchange once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. that asset for the currency. Yeah. I think that's the way to go about it. Yeah, good point, man. Um, another thing that came up, somebody just mentioned Elon Musk. And I remember you sent me that uh, uh, article about chat GPT and how that boy is just taking over the airways and Microsoft. And where's that boy? Where'd it go? Let me see if I can find it. Um but yet, I, I'm very skeptical of, of most things, but that chat GPT and the AI movement is really taking off right now. And I did yeah. see that Microsoft decided to add it and not knowing that Bill Gates and his crew is all investors in it. Uh, where did it go? I can't find I don't, I don't know if I have it. The other thing is I saw that uh, Peter, Thiel, Peter Thiel is getting involved in it and trying to bring it to the market. And Peter yeah. Thiel, you know, he's a globalist. He, he comes across as a free market libertarian, but he, mm-hmm. he he he's like involved with Palantir, which is like a basically they work for the CIA. So yeah. it, I, I I think this uh, I signed up for this uh, chat GPT just to look at it, not because yeah. I think it's a good thing, but yeah. uh, it's a bit like a search engine. And you can say, you know, how did uh the closing of the gold window in 71 affect the dollar and inflation. And it comes up in less than a minute. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You do other things and it doesn't have any clue. So I think there's still a long way to go. And I think the other thing with this chat GPT, you can make your own uh, videos, you know, someone that doesn't do content. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess it's a big competition, 
for real people like you and I, but I think it's still a, a long way to go. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would say is that uh, if these people are in charge, you can bet it's going to be controlled. It's not going to be. Yeah, it's not. It's going to be slanted. Like I was talking to one of the guys, fellas, earlier this week, and he talked about typing in certain keywords, and it was steering towards very globalist fueled agendas. Like it was promoting them as being somewhat good, and you know, rather than just being completely biased and neutral on its outputs. And then yeah. also, there's AI technology has been implemented in so many things to deal with the internet and the fourth industrial revolution between robotics. It's disrupting the educational space. They've been putting this in schools now. And so teachers, anything where uh, it, re it requires instantaneous information yeah. can be regurgitated through this system. So, And teachers, are they're probably not going to be teachers anymore in the schools. You're mm -hmm. just going to have people overseeing the, the, the children, yeah. the students, and they're going to be taught by this AI. All, all the teachers will do is like make sure that they take a break after 45 minutes for the next period and then go for lunch. Right. I think it's really nefarious, to be honest. Uh, lawyers. I've seen like uh, like drawing up contracts and all types of things with that. And, you know, coders, developers. I mean, so it's like it could do a variety of things. So that's yeah. So, you know, improving your skill sets in this decade moving forward is going to be key. But then it's going to be very you got to be very strategic in what you do, because if a computer can do it better, more than likely the cheaper route will be go to go with the computer. Uh, let me see here. Here's a question from UK Finance. It says, your thoughts on the Kraken being the next health issue for locking us down? Uh, the Kraken. What uh, UK Financial, what exactly the Kraken? Is that the uh, crypto exchange? <laughs> Kraken? No, I, I think I know what he means. They're trying to push. Uh, uh, it's like the Omicron last year. Mm -hmm. But I don't think any of this uh, rubbish is going to – it's to do with that health uh, crisis we had in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that the IBFFFZ7, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, variant uh, or some crap. Yeah, they're uh, trying to uh, push us here and, uh, to go back to, uh, like, you know, wearing those things and, yeah. like, distancing from other people. And yeah. they're using the excuse that it's because the NHS is collapsing – but I don't think people are going to buy into it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of AI, here's something from Rolf. It says, once AI can trade the markets, it's over. <laughs> oh, actually, Rolf, uh, I, I actually try to, uh, I typed in onto his chat GPT today, GTP or GPT. And I said, uh, which uh, asset class do you think are the, uh, the, the most undervalued this year in 2023? Mm -hmm. And it replied and said, I, I can't, I, I, I can't uh, provide financial advice. Really? <laughs> check with your financial advisor before investing. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was clearly built into it. I'm sure the, that the guys at the top will have, they already have something built up. It's called the algorithms. Yeah. So here's a BlackRock has an AI yeah. trader box for over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, so all this technology that's been introduced to us is literally the dumbed-down version of what it's, they've already yeah, been using. It's just to control us, and uh, yeah. it's not for us to benefit from it. Right, right. Very true, very true. Um, what else? Okay, anything else out there question-wise? Um, so we, we have, what, the remainder of this month. What are some things that uh worth keeping an eye on outside the oh, obvious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the World Economic Forum, the Davos meeting. It's next coming week. up. Yeah, I think it's coming up next week. And yeah. you know, uh, I subscribe to the FT, and they <laughs> sent me a, a, an email yesterday saying, uh, "Register uh, to get fresh news from Davos." You know, twenty three, ah. and I did, even though I'm not into the World Economic Forum, of course. But there's the old saying that you have to keep your friends close. And your enemies even closer. So yeah. I'm going to keep an eye on what they're saying over there, yeah. uh, because it's very important. Uh, even though some people think they don't have much power, but I think they do. Have a lot of power and influence. Right. They definitely have a lot of influence. Just look at the uh, Build Back Better narratives and things like that that came out 
uh, at the beginning of this whole experimentation process. But here's something else that caught my attention. Uh, I'll share this about one of the topics they might discuss and it has to do with the, controlling the narrative. And so this is just from Reclaim the Net. It says, working on a forum will plot how to counter, you know, that long word there. You uh, mean truth. Say it again. You mean how to counter truth? Correct. How to? Okay, that's a good way of putting it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. How to sell us on their lies. And so we'll see how that plans out. But this is uh, January 18th uh, is, the, I guess, the kickoff date for yeah. countering threats in the age of black swans is the panel that they're going to be talking about that. So, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't mind hearing what they had to say. But on the open forum, whatever they're saying is scripted and it's going to be mild. But what they say off camera behind the scenes when doors are closed will be the actual outcome. I noticed that the uh, World Economic uh, Forum website now mm -hmm. you have to uh, register and sign into it. Yeah. You know, a, a year or so ago. I don't go on it regularly, but somehow I, I went into something. Uh, you didn't have to do that. So they are aware, you know, that people are catching on, catching on. Yeah. Speaking of which, I remember like to look at some of their their graphs and out there, their interactive uh, visualizations on the uh, fourth industrial revolution before you were able to click on some things and just go scan. But now you have it's having to sign up. I'm not putting my name in that crap, <laughs> but they have it all mapped out, of course, according to their own plan. Uh, what else? Uh, it says Trump, Trump, Trump. So yeah, Trump. <laughs> he's very selective on what he uh, puts his name behind these days. Uh, what else? Mario, my friend, did a driver uh, awareness course in the UK on a Zoom class. <laughs> uh, UK will be the number one CBDC in the cards. Driver awareness. It's me. <laughs> Not having done that. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. So it says quantum computing will enter the mainstream and everybody will be able to use it. It'll be far easier to use AI for day trading. Uh, yeah, we will see, man. Yeah, I think quantum computers are still far into the future. Yeah, or, or, or they would like us to think that. Uh, so speaking of that, I just not long ago posted something on, a, on my Telegram, but here's an interesting headline that's just worth, I guess, glancing at. It says Chinese researchers claim they cracked encryption with quantum computers. So well, that would be bad for Bitcoin, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be bad for banking. Anything to do with on the internet would be bad. So, but it just says here, according to the Financial Times, Chinese researchers said that they have used their algorithm to factor a number with a 48 bits on a quantum computer with 10 qubits. Mm. And I think that's very low, but anyway, yeah. it's just a matter it of when, not if. For this. <laughs> exactly. Today is uh like it was supposed to buy silver, aren't you? Jenny what? silver squeeze today. Today's a silver squeeze. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I bought some uh yesterday, but yeah. I thought this, about it, but I, I, I held this off. Is, uh, this is a every, every day should be a squeeze. Ounce, uh, ten ounce angle hard. I've yeah. had it for quite a while. Yeah, man. I keep my weight. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? All right. Well, Chan and then nice, whatever, sugar coat, claws, poke. Uh, I don't see much out there. This world is not a clown oh, show. 15, 15 minute cities. Uh, yeah. Have have you heard about that, uh, Mike? Uh-uh. What is that? Well, Oxford Council here in the UK, uh -huh. they're uh, basically saying it's to uh, help traffic and fight climate change. You know, they're, they're going to make it so. Uh, you will only uh, be able to shop within 15 minutes of where you live. And if you want to drive yeah. outside that uh, that area, you're going to have you're only going to be able to do it, let's say, 100 times a year. And that mm -hmm. you're going to have to pay a, a toll to get out of where you live. So yeah. a lot of people think that these 15 minute cities is what where they want to drive the whole world into. Yeah. So that we won't, you know, we won't have cars, we won't own nothing, yeah. <laughs> and we'll be happy in our little uh, medieval uh, oh. village. Uh, you know, you won't be able to go beyond the digital walls. Some people think it's a, a bit too exaggerated. It's a conspiracy theory. But we've seen in the last two and a half years that a lot of things that were thought to be conspiracy theories mm -hmm. have become the truth. So, yeah, it's something to uh, think about these right. 15 minute cities. That is, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I know the whole concept of smart cities 
and that's why they have these those 5G things and everything out there heavily populated in urban areas. So yeah, I assume that's a part of that. Uh, Bob says, time for humanity and the world to declare the work and form a terrorist organization along with the World Health Organization. <sighs> that would be nice, but when all yeah. your politicians are compromised or uh, complicit with the agenda, it's going to be kind of hard because mm. yeah, they've all been selected for a reason. And more than likely, all the newer figures have already been World Economic Forum approved. So I think they would declare us that before they're declared that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. The domestic terrorists, they, you know, teach uh, parents who had problems with uh, their kids in school and went to the board meetings, you know, were labeled as domestic terrorists All right. over, over parenting. So, yeah, it's it's out there here. Um, let me see. Khan says slavery has been has never stopped. Oh, 100 percent. It's never stopped. Uh, I think the monetary system and the use of fiat currencies, <laughs> taxation and all that stuff. It, it's, it's many forms of slavery for sure. Uh, just being ironic. I, I hear you, man. Um, all right. Well, it says, oh, here's something else. It says UK be the first for 15 minute cities and CBDC. <laughs> We're leading the way. <laughs> <laughs> leading the way uh, to the future. Um, all right. Well, we have about 50 minutes, Mario. We could go forever, man. Um, but I guess a great uh, opener for the new year because it's going to be a gang of stories to share our two cents on throughout the year, man. But uh, let's end on some good news. Uh, what do you, what do you, what are you excited about for this, for the start of 23 moving forward? What, what excites you, Mario? Well, I, I think uh, the uh, fact that um, inflation is going to come back, I think mm-hmm. in, in spades. And, and I think the fact that we're prepared for it, is going to be uh, good for mm-hmm. for the our uh, community, yeah. Because uh, things are not going to get better in terms of e- economically. You can already see it. So I, I think the move towards hard hard assets is a big opportunity. But also uh, the community is important. Having friends and being right. nice to people uh, more and more, and uh, not getting angry and like uh, judging people, I think is going to be important as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people who don't want the best for us, but uh, we got to get rise above that. Right, right, right. You know, you know, pan it forward. You're like, you know, finding ways to be generous and giving, and of course, loving. That's going to be key because it's going to be a lot of people out here in need of support, especially on the health side of things. Because another issue over here and globally, of course, is the sudden demise of a lot of individuals that uh, participated in that experiment. So demographics is going to be a big demographic shift moving forward and what brings with a lot of emotions, man, because you never know, you know, so love your loved ones, basically. You don't ever know who, you know, when your time is up. So life is precious. More people are finding out that. So uh, what else? Uh, it's 50 guns like Texas. UK citizens own 50 guns like Texas. <laughs> LBP. Well, people, um, yeah, happy Friday. Be blessed. Be safe. Uh, continue to uh, get your weight up and everything in between and just be grateful for what you do have because more than likely if you're tuned in to, to, to us here, then you are a part of the very uh, fortunate in comparison to the rest of the world. So count your blessings, man. Be grateful. So anyway, uh, Mario, have a great weekend. Back at it next week, same time, same place. And uh, my other people out there, be blessed, be safe. I'll see you later. Peace. <laughs>